My mother was a Catholic, so right from my time in the womb, I became involved with Catholicism. I was born a hard Catholic. First thing I did upon entering this world was I turned to my mother and I asked if my birth was immaculate. She said that it wasn't, so then I asked her if she was married to my father and to show me the ring. I don't mean to grill you, Ma, but I have a whole life of sin ahead of me, and I don't need to be carrying one of yours, too. I remember when I was a baby, Mom was explaining baptism to me, and she said, We're going to go to the church, and then the priest will put the water on your head after the service. My first words were, What the fuck for? I was a practical baby, you know? Like, we need to go there? Like, drive? Ma, listen. We could do this in the bathtub. Me and you... And after, I could watch cartoons while I shit in my diaper. What do you say? Look, I know I'm just a baby, but give it a chance. It could save us a lot of time here. I remember when I started to smarten up and started to steer clear from the Catholic Church. It was a second grade. Yeah, it didn't take long to catch on to the fact that something was off. We had a priest who had come to the school, which was a Catholic school. I went to Catholic school, Catholic church. Some of my great aunts were nuns. This stuff was drilled into me. I was drafted to Team Catholic from birth, and I was already looking to become a free agent. Anyway, while we were gathered around listening to the nonsense that this grown man actually believed, my friend raised her hand and asked if her parents, as well as herself, would go to heaven even though they didn't go to church. The priest said no, and I'm not making this up. He told the child that her and her parents were not going to heaven. Now props to him because I could see that he actually did believe in his no. But he also preached the other side of things, and as impressionable kids, we knew that if you did not go to heaven, well, there's only one alternative here. So basically, he told a child that she and her family were going to hell. And as I heard this, even being a child myself, I thought, wow, that's fucked. I asked the priest about sinning and the forgiveness aspect of it. If she and her family were going to hell, well, that means they're sinners because we were taught that sinners go to hell. I then asked, doesn't God forgive sinners? He said he does if you confess the sins. So I went to tell my friend that all was well, just talk to God and this will all work out. And the priest added, but you need to do that at a church. Well, what the fuck kind of blasphemous catch 22 is this? You stumped a second grader. You happy now? You proud of yourself, father? Anyway, short story long, I raised an eyebrow of doubt and it all began on that day. Now, prior to this, I had made two of the four steps you need to make to be sworn into this cult of greed, homophobia, cannibalism, hypocrisy, magic, a bunch of needless singing, and downright fucking insanity. I had been baptized. My mother didn't go for the bathtub thing, and I was forced to be held over a tub of water by a priest. I kept warning him to be careful not to trip over that big rope he had hanging from his robe, because if he dropped me, I was done for. My arms weren't long enough to limit the impact on my face, which would be smushed in, because I still had a skull that was about as hard as a wet loaf of bread. I was not impressed. I shot the priest a few dirty looks, but he didn't even notice. I cooed a little bit, but it made him smile. Apparently, he took it as if I was happy. I wasn't. I was cooing in fear of my life as this asshole hovered me over a basin of water I could easily drown in. Then he poured it over my head. I didn't have the ability to kick him in the throat while asking what exactly the fuck is wrong with him when he thinks it's no big deal to just pour room temperature water over a head as comparable to a noodle that's left over in a pot from dinner three nights ago. It was tough being a baby, man. It really was. I survived the baptism and I ventured on in the second pointless step in my journey to become a fully brainwashed member of the Catholic Church. 
my first communion. Now, I'm not going to lie, I was actually pretty excited for this. I was able to partake in the snack time portion of the boring church services I was forced to attend for the first year, plus all that time I was still a baby, so I was honestly looking forward to now being able to eat Jesus every week. Not being able to chow down on the Savior was like attending a sporting event and having to sit in the washroom instead of the bleachers. I studied this bizarre act of human beings pretending that bread, which wasn't actually bread, was a human being and then eating it. I never understood it. And then the priest would put the host into the tabernacle. There was almost always leftover Jesus. It wasn't like these people would come up for seconds, right? Because that would be just considered weird. So the leftover Jesus was put away. And mom used to explain why this was done with the host. It took me years to realize a possibility for why they call it the host. I think, and I could be wrong, that it's called the host because the communion portion of the service reenacts the Last Supper, which Jesus was the MC for. Jesus hosted the Last Supper. The bread, which isn't actually bread, is turned into Jesus with the power of that magic I mentioned. And then we eat him. We eat the host of the Last Supper that the priest is portraying. And nobody stops to think, that's a little bit fucked up and sinister. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer converted and became a Catholic. And if you think about it, that actually makes a lot of fucking sense. So we learned that you need to cup your hands a certain way to receive the Lord. Okay, fair enough. Do not bib up and approach the priest with a fork and knife. Got it. What else? After receiving the host, make the sign of the cross. Check. Do not close your eyes and go, mm, That was good Messiah. Yummy. Got it. Anything else? No? Then let's eat. I noticed some people would not cup their hands, but rather just open their mouth and let the priest place Jesus onto their tongue. This absolutely horrified me as a child. I was like, ah, sick, ma. Did you see that? Did you see that, ma? Gross. As I got older, I still found it weird, but in a different way. It looked sensual, I guess, because sexy is definitely not a good word to use here. But it didn't seem right, though. I wanted to suggest that the priest dunk Jesus into some melted chocolate for those people who liked being fed. But my mother strongly ordered me to stay in my seat. My third step was confession, or as they called it, reconciliation. The Catholics like to fancy up words to make them sound, I don't know, holier? Reconciliation sounds a lot more divine than confession. So, instead of going to confession, which was done every week at Mass, I was set to make my reconciliation. Let me take a moment here just to take those words into my heart. Reconciliation. Wow. So deep. Fuck you. It's confession. Now, in the weeks leading up to this event, the priest would come to the school to cut a promo like a professional wrestler, and he told us we were to write down three sins that we want forgiveness for. That was my first experience with full-blown anxiety leading into sheer panic. I was a good kid, or at least I believed I was. I told the truth, I stood up for what was right, I washed my hands after I pooped, I looked both ways before crossing a street. I hadn't committed a sin in my short life. What the hell was I going to do? And now, I had to sin three times within a two-week period. I honestly stressed hard about this as a kid. And I figured, well, if I have no sins, I'll make them up. So I made the first draft of my list. And after looking over it a few times, I scratched murder, grand larceny, and arson off of it, feeling it went a little bit too strong. 
I needed to just tell the priest my sins, and this was stressful enough. I didn't need to lawyer up in the process, adding to an already difficult situation. I could only think of one thing, so I put the pen to paper and I printed, I once coveted my neighbor's wife. Now this was before the days of, you know, just being able to Google shit in order to find out what it means, so instead I opened the Bible, and that gave me no answers. I needed something more, because I hadn't the slightest fucking clue what covet meant. And then, like a sign from Mr. Christ himself, it dawned on me. Lies! I was planning to lie to a priest in a confession held in a church in order to be forgiven by God himself. Holy shit! I am a terrible human being. The guilt set in. Here I was, a good kid, lying in order to be forgiven for things I hadn't even done. This was fucked up. In order to become a member of this cult, I had to sin. Instead of being able to go in and say to the priest, hey, tell God I got a clean fucking record and that I say hello. I was forced into making up a lie, which is a sin, in order to be forgiven and become a better person. What the serious shit was going on here? It was immense pressure. I was set to enter a dark, holy interrogation booth and confess to something I did not do. I tried getting out of it, telling the priest that God and I would sort it out on our own and settle out of church, but he didn't go for it. Nobody is without sin, he told me. But I was. I was so clean. I would have been able to take that stone from Jesus and hit that hooker right in the mouth with it. I ended up lying, and it felt disgusting. And I walked out of that church with a certificate of reconciliation, ashamed of who I was and what I had just done, and I was only in the third grade. The irony is, after that service, I felt God had a right to judge me. God had a right to not only be pissed off at me, but disappointed with the choice that I just made. The final step, confirmation. I was offered to sign a lifelong contract with Team Catholic, and I didn't want to. My mother wanted me to follow in the shit that she was forced into. Honoring thy mother, like the Bible said to do, before I was informed that it's fucking open to interpretation, I might add. Why they felt the need not to fill me in on this earlier is beyond me. Jerks. But I did it for mom. I watched my sister's confirmation and saw the priest palming the kid's head and pulling their hair and the skin on their skull forward. I asked my mother why the priest kept giving her classmates palm noogies. It looked like assault, which I knew was a crime, but wasn't certain if it was a sin. Now, later on in life, I learned that assault on children is indeed a crime by law, but not really seen as a sin when it comes to the leaders of these Catholic churches. Now, if that statement is offensive to you, just know that the violation of children, especially by someone that they're led to believe that they can trust and or look up to, is offensive to me. I made my confirmation, and as soon as I was free to do so, I ripped up that contract and wiped my ass with it, leaving the Catholic Church behind and never looking back. I never considered involving myself in another religion either. I knew enough about organized religion, and I came to see that faith saves, religion kills. We live our whole lives believing, or wanting to believe, that we are here to live out a life with the people we love, but can't stand to have a Christmas dinner with, in order to one day be with them again forever. When you get to heaven, you get to be reunited with the people you love. Your friends, your family, and even pets. You get to be with them as you were on earth. Same shit, different place. 
This would explain why there are ghosts. They stay on Earth in order to avoid repetition. And God bless them for that. <laughs>